Welcome everyone to the Men's Yoga Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a very, very special guest. One of my teachers uh, who I can't express enough how much what he has done for me and how many doors he has opened internally for me, uh, Mr. Javasu. And we're just going to dive into some questions right now. So tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Right. So as Matt mentioned, uh, my name is Chivasu and originally I am from India, northern India, very close to the Himalayas. And uh, I'm settled now in Canada. Um, my background is in medicine. I'm a pediatrician. Uh, but later on, I learned about acupuncture. I worked in the remote villages of Himalayas for 13 years on voluntary basis. And also I got uh, mind-body medicine training from Harvard. And I taught both of them in McMaster University uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, that's uh, But now my life is entirely changed and... Uh, uh, what I'm teaching is uh, called somatofulness, uh, basically return to the body, uh, the enlightenment of the body, awakening of the body. So that is where I am. And uh, like I said, your your teachings are I, I can't I can't ex begin to express how important they have been in in my life. Um, what does a day in the life of Juvasu look like? Are you going to open that door for everyone a little bit? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the mornings uh, are uh, very beautiful and slow. Uh, I usually share a cup of tea with my wife. That is the best part of the day. Half an hour we spend with our cat. So everything is relaxing without any alarm without any hurry because we plan our day in such a way that that there's no rush and I usually gather my thoughts articulate them because every single night I wake up between three to four o'clock and that is the most creative time all kinds of beautiful thoughts uh, ideas come and also uh, in that hour I go very deep uh, into, into energy state. It's already there, but I, I go very, very deep and it is spontaneous. I don't do anything about it. Yeah. So you don't like, you're not setting an alarm or anything. You just, you automatically get up at this time and have this creative process happen. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then, uh, you know, the, after breakfast, all those creative ideas and thoughts, which is happening for the last uh, 22 years, uh, they are written, expressed, conveyed. Uh, uh, that is how I wrote a few books uh, and all my teachings are based on, on those insights and thoughts. Wow. Uh, and to me, the day is usually a flow, or I will say deeper than flow, because nowadays my whole body vibrates with this energy like a tuning fork. Uh, so rushing uh, of the energy and sometimes it goes into deep bliss because when it becomes very powerful then I have to stop my work for for some time um, 
and also in the morning uh, some people they want to meet on zoom so i meet and answer their questions and usually afternoons i do a workshop uh, or a talk and again the writing uh, and uh, in the evening again this energy becomes very strong uh, so i go for a walk connect and uh, to the nature and once i am nature actually this energy dramatically expands and it it seems like i become the part of everything and that is what i call a uh, sensuousness uh, so there is a specific term i give it is a kind of expansive sensory perception uh, it has nothing to do with the thought or emotions it's a pure sensory body experience wow yeah I Speaking of like your energy, I remember the first time I met you in person was at one of our friend Monica at Church 444, her yoga studio. And you, you opened up um, with a little chant. And it was so crazy for me because like the first time where I felt all this emotion build up that I'm like, I feel like I'm going to cry and I don't even know what the heck just happened here. <laughs> like, and all I did was just hear you chant a few words and this whole energy just came up from inside of me. It was like, it was funny. It was almost like I'm, there was this deep connection of like, I needed to be here and hear this. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, how did you start your yoga journey? Like now living in India, were you brought up um, practicing, practicing this, or was it something that you kind of stumbled across later? Uh, no, actually, it started when I was a young child because my mother used to go, uh, go to her guru's ashram in northern part of India. And as children, we watched these uh, many, many people doing uh, yoga poses and breathing and meditation and discourses. Of course, I was never interested in it. It was far too boring for a child to do all this. So I never participated. Uh, but definitely that created an impression. And I remember around the age of 12 or 13, uh, we were in a deep trance-like state along with my two cousins for almost a month. So I will say that was uh, a spontaneous yoga experience, not in terms of yoga asanas or poses, but overall soaking into that trance-like state, experiencing uh, something else. Right, because yoga, I guess the misconception for a lot of people starting off here in North America is that it's it's like just doing the poses, right? But yoga is a lot deeper. That's right. A lot deeper than that. Yeah, because yoga means, you know, uniting with myself because we are split, we are conflicted, we are fragmented. And in these yoga moments, we come together as a whole person uh, with, a, with a sense of well-being. So yes, uh, that is started. I will say concretely around the age of 10 or 11, I was. Do you have any yoga practices that you do? Uh, not since uh, 1996, uh, because until 1996, I used to do uh, some yoga poses and breathing and meditation. But uh, uh, September 7, 1996, there was uh, a very transformative event in my life and since then actually whole of yoga became very spontaneous 
So that means uh, the various types of breathing, they happen on their own. Sometimes even breath is suspended for a few seconds or a minute. And also meditative uh, 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 state goes on on its own. And also some of the uh, yoga poses, they happen to me naturally. And particularly again, between three to 4 a.m., I wake up and body wants to take a particular pose for three to four minutes. And it happens. And after that, I slip into the sleep. So I don't have a, any intentional practice. It happens most of the time. Have you taught at any ashrams? Uh, yes, because I have a teaching in Rishikesh and there is a Nadi Yoga ashram. So I was teaching a variety of courses, including Nadi Yoga, which is yoga of sound and music, Kundalini Yoga, and uh, the Hatha Yoga or Patanjali's Yoga, and also meditation program. Did you yourself ever go on an exploration to, um, to deepen your practice? Uh, I never did, uh, because since very beginning, I had this uh, conviction that whatever we need is inside us. Mm. But definitely, I read a lot of other people, you know, the spiritual teachers, yoga teachers. So I was absorbing knowledge. But as such, I never attended a retreat or a course or a program. But of course, I was in Shivananda Ashram Rishikesh uh, from uh, 1983 to 1988, so five years. And I was observing others. But I never participated actively in any one of those kind of things. It's nice to hear because people can, you can find your yoga, your union with, in any way that comes to you, right? You don't have to follow these exact steps to try to do that, right? There's, exactly. there's many ways. There's many ways. And, and your teachings teach that a lot too, which I really, which I really enjoyed. That's right. Yeah. In fact, because of that, uh, you know, I discovered myself a different uh, discipline of yoga asana, which I call somatic poses or naturality yoga. And in that yoga, your body is teaching you. So there is no need for mat or instructor or teacher. You feel your body because body has all the possible movements, uh, uh, you know, which is coordinated with the brain. And that is what I discovered because my body was very stiff. So in this uh, somatic yoga, somatic poses or naturality yoga, the body is the teacher and you take different poses uh, according to the body. So you can never injure yourself. Uh, there is no problem and anybody can do it. A partially paralyzed, a disabled, a very stiff person, a very old person, and you can do it anywhere. You are sitting in a waiting room or lining up for a cup of coffee or traveling in passenger seat. Uh, so, so by virtue of that, you know, I was able to put it together. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, what has been your biggest learning experience? Uh, my biggest learning experience, I will say uh, falling in love. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, because, you know, love is a spontaneous yoga. It is a union, union of two energies, union of two mind, union of two emotions and, and bodies. 
1981 when I had love at first sight with my wife. And it was the most powerful experience. Uh, and such an experience is actually energy experience. What we call love is activation of our own life energy. And it sustained for almost two years. So it brought concrete changes in my brain and body, hmm. which became the foundation of all my spiritual experiences in future. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's powerful. And um, a teaching within the self, I feel like we could dive so deep into that, right? <laughs> it, it is almost limitless. That is why I say love is the best yoga and other practices can complement it. Right. So following that question, then what has been your favorite life experience? Uh, the same. Uh, right. The reason being that uh, it creates uh, created a cascade of, of a reaction or action in my life. And even now it continues. So that is my biggest experience and the most favorite experience because it was a transformative experience. Wow. Although there were even much bigger experiences after that, that happened in 19... 84 and 1996 and then 2021 but they are the result of that which laid the foundation of all other future happenings i'm gonna how important are they in our life to have those those massive experiences uh, i think they are important because those massive experiences don't happen suddenly they are cumulated. So what happens, little, little experiences are accumulating and they come to a critical threshold and then some big experience happen. But actually all experiences, all spiritual evolution is slow and graded. Although some people present them as if this one experience happened in few minutes and it changed the whole life. Actually, it is not true. Evolution, transformation is a slow process, but a critical point comes when it becomes visible. We can feel it clearly. So right, we like a assign, volcano doesn't, yeah, like a volcano just doesn't erupt. It, no, that's it, right. It builds up. That's right. And, and they are not really very important also because in some people's life, everything goes on a little more slowly, a little, little more gently, and is still very transformative. Right. Yeah. So what do you have? Because we don't, we like to keep these basically short. I feel like I could probably talk to you for hours and soak in as much as I can. Um, what, what do you have offering right now for people? Uh, well, um, because of uh, certain experiences in 2021, to me, this whole COVID 18 months were like a wonderful retreat transformative right. retreat because of lockdown. So we are currently teaching somatofulness, return to the body, path of the body, peak body experience. And basically what it is that we are disconnected from our body. We were already, but because of the 
invent of mobiles, internet, computer, digital culture, artificial intelligence, we are living more and more in our mind. And the result of that, we are suffering from disconnection from the body, resulting in a lot of emotional and mental health problem. And also because we are disconnected from the body, we lost connection with the nature also. So nature, we just go to for our pleasure, but we don't have real connection. So idea of this current teaching is how to reconnect to this body. How to experience life energy, which will take care of a lot of our stresses, anxiety, depression, and similar problem. And also connecting to the nature again, because we know we are destroying this nature very fast. Right. So that is the correct teaching. Yeah. And I really strongly suggest a <laughs> everyone to take it even sit through because you have so you have a couple things you offer you offer your gathering on sundays yes and then there's three levels of this somatofulness right uh yes Correct. now we are teaching uh, two levels one is introductory and second is advanced oh okay uh but in future we are going to have a a seven day long retreat also five days online and two two days in person. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. That sounds exciting. Hmm. So we, I strongly suggest everyone to check out at least you show up on the Sunday for the gathering and it's going to suck you in. The teaching is unreal. It's, it's amazing. I strongly suggest anybody, everybody to check out uh, this, the Sunday gatherings if you've heard of Sadhguru, then you need to be following Juvasu because it's going to open so much knowledge and so much information for you and so many doors for yourself. I've done a couple of his courses and it's, it's been life-changing for me. And I couldn't thank you enough, Juvasu. Thank you so much for being here and being on the podcast. Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, the best way is to go to the website, which is jivasu.org, O-R-G. Okay. And, and everything is there. All the social media links and everything is there. Yes. And I'll, I'll also include all the links uh, when, we, when we post this up as well. That's right. Okay. Well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, again, thank you, Jivasu. And we'll see everybody on the next podcast. Take care.